When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I am honored and privileged today to have a guest with me, Di Manuel. And our practices are so in common. We're just going to have a blast doing this, this podcast. So uh, strap in, get some note, you know, have a pen out and take some notes because we're gonna have, we're gonna have a lot of fun. And I want to take this opportunity to welcome you to this episode, Di. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm like super excited. I'm stoked, uh, especially knowing the caliber of people that you have conversations with every day. I'm just uh, extremely honored to be included amongst them. So uh, I'm I'm stoked. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, this is gonna be great. So let me take this opportunity to introduce you just a little bit to the audience so that they know who we're talking with. So Dai is a super dad, so we're going to find out more about that because he's got some, some children, as we were just talking about my grandkids a few seconds ago, and you know, and his wife with a lead-by-example way of living and a contagious personality, as you'll hear here shortly, who's on a mission to positively impact one million role models around the globe to lead a fun a functionally, I don't even know if I can say that because once I say fun in there, it's so hard to say. Functionally, <laughs> fit life through education, encouragement, and community. And he is a digital thought leader, an author, a distinguished Toastmaster and keynote speaker, and former partner and chief operating officer of a multi-million dollar retail company, which maybe he'll share with us because I, <laughs> I questioned that. And he knows the struggle of the juggle and keeping his health and happiness a priority through his five F's that we're going to learn about. And then that's F as in Frank. We're going to learn, or fun. Or fun. Yeah. Fun, fun, yeah, Frank. Fun, that works too. So we're going we're gonna to learn about that as well. So, so before we get started, so again, welcome to the show. And before we get started, I'd like to hear about your story. You know, what brought you to this particular point in your life where you are now in a position where you're giving back to people and making a significance for other people to, you know, a lot of times our mess is our message. So I'm curious to hear what your story is all about. Well, thank you, Jen. That's, uh, whenever I'm asked that question, you know, I'm like, well, part, <laughs> you know, because it's all, I mean, obviously for ourselves, we're, as Joseph Campbell says, we're all on our hero's journey. Yeah. And there's been different periods in my life where I felt called to change yeah. you know, based on where I felt myself not moving forward any longer or actually regressing and just not happy, you know, not happy yeah. about certain elements of my life. And 
And sometimes we have to hit that proverbial rock bottom before we finally realize that, wow, I can't get any lower than this, or could I? And I don't want to. <laughs> and, right. and yeah, and, and sort of that, that pain of change is never as painful as the pain of not changing. And I think sometimes we have to get to that point. So when I think back on my own storyline and, and some of those uh, milestone moments, if you will, you know, I, I've been in the wellness industry for over 25 years and, and my entire career has been in the wellness space in some capacity. And I, I love helping people with uh, health and lifestyle transformations or shifts. And, uh, but I didn't come to it naturally. I think a lot of people when they meet people that are very into health and well-being and, and especially have heavy fitness slant, they unlikely presume like, oh, you must be growing up playing sports and doing active things. And, and that wasn't the case with me. I, I was actually morbidly obese from the age of nine to 14. Wow. So yeah. I know. It's, well, it's weird because, you know, five years of those developmental years, dealing with some emotional trauma, dealing with some Bullying, maybe some self-doubt. Yeah. 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 All the typical, I mean, cliches or stigmas that are associated with someone in that state of unhealth. Mm -hmm. I I was definitely living them. But I mean, I I tell people, don't feel sorry for me because I, I, it was all me, you know, like I got myself there and, and, but I didn't realize that until later. Uh, It was very easy to point fingers at everybody else, in particular, my parents or, or uh, some of my community and that lack of support I felt. And, but really I was the one withdrawing. I was one eating a lot of very nutrition poor foods, eating oh just a lot of calories, but playing a lot of video games, watching movies, not moving my body, and you know that just progressively grows all the time, day by day. And uh, and then I decided to make a change at the age of fifteen. And I tell this to people because a lot of people say, "Well, what motivated you to make that change?" And and I was like, you know what? To be perfectly honest, I just wanted a girlfriend. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, that puberty hit right, and it's like, hey, I want something more. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, when it really gets down to it, I just wanted to be wanted. You know, yeah. I wanted to actually have somebody want me. So there was a lot of value issues that I was working through and, and self-awareness issues and the typical stuff. And, uh, but I realized that I wanted to make some, some shifts. And um, I broke down. I, I was battling with suicidal thoughts and uh, a lot of other negative emotions. And it just got to a point where I realized, that, well, the fear of death and that finality scared me a lot more than the idea of actually doing something. Thank God, yeah. because there's so many kids that are in that right now. Oh, and I, I'm just grateful that, you know, this is all pre-internet. You know, right. like oh, I, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine having to deal with this. Like even then, I could only find a couple images of myself when being that state of unhealth uh, because I avoided the camera. I avoided social situations. So there's very little, well, even proof that I was in that state. I got like yeah. two images that, I, that I've used in the past that my mom had to dig out of storage to find because no one believed. You know, yeah. uh, because I moved across the country after I graduated high school at 18, went to Vancouver. And then I just going through that change. And, and Jenna, I, I know you have a similar story. You know, we go on these hero's journeys and, and we go through a lot of, ch- and we're often challenged a lot. You know, some of us call it a sense of adventure that we're on. And in going through the changes and dealing with those tribulations and trials and challenges, we're, we're forced to adapt. You know, we do, we change and it right down to the cellular level, you know, we become literally new people, new versions of ourselves, evolved versions. And I I know some of this story has to do with the power of choice, right? So I want to make sure that you include this in what your your story is talking about your transformation as well. Yeah, thank you. It's this idea of really fully owning that at any given moment in time, we're literally one choice away from changing things. Maybe you've heard the 
the idea or a metaphor of drawing that line in the sand, you know, we, we get to it. Like you and I are on this conversation today. We've had very different lives, different experiences, similar experiences as well, but our two narratives, they're intertwining and intersecting for a moment. And this is what you, you're talking about, especially as far as, you know, becoming rich in experiences. And, and I think it's beautiful to be really aware of the now and what we're creating right now. But we also have the ability to influence what we do right now. And that is through choice. You know, like just fully owning the fact that I can choose to do something different. And then it's just a matter of following it up with some action. Yeah. And, and so what, do you, that's think, the hard part. what do you think becomes yeah. that tipping point for a lot of people, you know, when it comes to health? Yours obviously was, because I know I'm going through a transformation right now in my health. I've been fortunate enough that I've always been um, slim and trim, never mm-hmm. had any issues, but I've never overeaten either. Right, you know, so it, right. wasn't, it wasn't part of it. And of course, I was very athletic. Yes. But when people are going through any kind of change, and I want to I really hone in on the health yeah. piece because that's, yeah. that's really what your, your focus is. But for me, you know, I just turned 56. And for me, it's now an inside change. I, like, I, I want to make mm. sure that the inside is better, stronger, yes. more powerful, right? Mm. And I think we can get very complacent in the thought process, at least for me, as I'm getting older, is like, well, I'm kind of older. So, you know, you just sort of expect that, you know, you're not going to be as pretty, you're not going to be as strong, you're not going to have as much muscle tone, you know, in my husband's case, because he's had three heart attacks. Wow. So his wow. muscle tone is, yeah. is different, you know. And so, yeah, the atrophy. And so what's happened is that you know, for me, there was a decision to make a change about the inside more than the outside Mm -hmm. to make sure that all my organs are, you know, and and we're going to talk about that because ask you some questions about your thoughts on that kind of change. But what do you think is a trigger for people when it comes to health, when it's not just obesity, like I can't walk Mm -hmm. up a set of stairs or I have to buy two seats on a a plane? Mm -hmm. What do you think becomes the real trigger for that? And what do you think holds people back? from that as well. So there's a lot of wonderful questions and ideas yes, worth exploring there. And, and Jen, I just, I don't want to skirt over, but I want to quickly acknowledge you, you know, I, I mean, you look fantastic. <laughs> I just, I, I, I wouldn't uh, have guessed 56 at all, other than you Thank mentioned you. that you have grandchildren. So it instinctively makes me think, well, okay, maybe 50s, but uh, right. I would have had no idea. So, it, but that's a sign of making very specific choices that are in alignment with the type of life you, you want to be thriving and not just living in. And I think there is a, a strong pull for us or push, I guess it depends on your perspective, but it's when we get clarity about the type of life we want to be leading. How do we want to be showing up? What kind of person do we want to be? You know, not, not just for others, but specifically for ourselves. And, you know, there's been a few periods in my life because as much as I went through that fitness change and that health change, I neglected working on the inner stuff. Like I I really did. It was very superficial as a teen. I mean, very, very superficial only because I was only work on the outside. That was, I mean, at 15, 16 years old, that's all I thought about was working out and get, look good. It was all at the, it was the aesthetic, you know, again, I told you one of my main motivations was just to have somebody else want me on both an emotional and a physical level. And, and uh, so that was what sort of what drove that change. But because I didn't do any of the inner work, it actually just, I had still all those like emotional trauma that I was just masking, you know, never really dealing with. And I think for some of us, you know, that trigger that you were talking about, that, that moment where we decide that, okay, I really do want to make a change. And then we live the steps, live the actions, or live the life as that individual that's already made the changes. And it's a repetition, right? But for myself, uh, 
I, it wasn't until I got into my 30s. It was actually about 11 years ago, I finally started to do the inner work. Up until then, I was struggling with alcohol and drug use. And uh, to, the, to the point that I just had a very bad relationship with that and it affected my relationship with everybody else because I was masking a lot of the stress in my life, a lot of the anxiety, especially dealing with social anxiety. I, I found it very awkward to be in social settings, partially due to some of those habits I had developed as a teen. Also hearing, oh, he's shy, right from the time I was a little kid, you know, being told, oh, mm. he's shy, don't worry about die. You know, like I, I'd hang out in the corner, hide behind my parents, not speak to other people. And, you know, they keep applying that label, oh, he's just shy. It becomes that yeah. excuse. And I, I mean, I really believe that, right, you know? Right. And so all of a sudden you get all these ideas of who you are based on the perception and the input of others. And we either take it as face value, oh, that must be the way I am, or we can challenge it. Yeah. It's not easy to do that though. Like it's, it's hard because it's completely different yeah. and there's a lot of fears that come up, you know, the fear yeah, of the unknown. And, and I think that yeah. also, even when you do recognize it, you know, in my case, uh, not, not for what I'm working on in the, the physical health interior of me, not my, not my mind right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. set there. <laughs> I'm working on sure. the physical health inside, but, yes. but you know, the trigger I had as a small child, you know, is that I was told. Um, just like you were told you were shy. I was told I was going to amount to any, nothing. I was going to be an alcoholic like my father. I was mm. going to be poor. And even though I made choices and changes to, to change that, and I overcame a lot of that, you know, from, yeah. from success, right? There's always this undertone of I'm not worth mm-hmm. as much as somebody else. So I'll just, you know, and I think it's also a woman thing, you know, where we just say, well, you know, we'll, we'll normally I charge this, but this time I'll charge that mm. for coaching. We just kind of diminish the, you know, our worth. And that for me stems from still way back, you know, deeply mm. rooted is yes. I'm still not quite worth as much as I think I might be, even with all the successes and the accolades and all the things that we go through. So mm-hmm. it's very challenging to live your entire life that way too. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it does because it, it ends up pulling us back. I mean, you mentioned the glass ceiling at the beginning. And I always love that reference from Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap. You know, he talks about these zones of genius that we sort of limit ourselves and we have these self-limiting beliefs that keep coming up, but a lot of them are rooted based on perceptions of who we believe we are and what we believe our value to be. And if they go unchallenged, especially, you know, unchallenged by ourselves, well, we're, we're faced to just live it. You know, and, and we, we can become quite defeatist and just sort of say, okay, well, this is, I guess, my lot in life and I just better learn to live with it or I'll live with it and complain about it all the time, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> and not yeah. actually do yeah. what can be done. And, right. Um, and, and lose sleep yeah. over it and things. You know, I have a client yeah. who is heavy set mm-hmm. and she actually had said to us, you know, that she believes that if she loses weight... Mm-hmm. that she will be because she had lost weight once before apparently and when she did she became very i guess snobby and you know she lost weight and she became very conceited and mm-hmm. and all these things and she actually says you know i there's a part of me that doesn't want to lose weight because i feel that i'm not threatening to my clients mm-hmm. i don't want to go back to being that kind of person and so keeps her weight on mm-hmm. and so you know, there, there's that push that you talked about, but then mm-hmm. there's also the pull of retraction mm-hmm. too that, that yeah. people. So, you know, I know that you were talking about the power of choice and, you know, it's never too late to make changes. So what do you say to someone who might be listening to this podcast and saying, you know, I'm holding back because I have this fear of who mm-hmm. I might become? 
like all fears, right? I mean, there, there is basically two motivations in life. I mean, there's things that attract us and things that repel us. And you can go right down to love and hate or fear as being something that can repulse us or push us away and that we avoid, you know, based on feeling uncomfortable, being fearful. I mean, whatever comes up, there's reasons why we, we run away. And, and a lot of it's just survival based, you know, just DNA. You know, it's like we've spent a lot of our existences running away from things. And, and I think because we don't have all those real life fears any longer, we got to fabricate a lot of them. And we create a lot of emotional, mental fears, yeah. especially. And yeah. Yeah. So how, what are some ways that people yeah. can overcome some of their fears? So what are some of the strategies that you've developed, you know, to help people identify something that's holding them back when you can clearly see it, sure. right? Because I, I know as a, as a lifestyle coach, you're, you know, you're like, I got this. I know what your yeah. problem is, but they need to see it. So yeah, there's three questions. You know, okay. as soon as you realize that there are some changes that you want to challenge and really the certain states of being that you're like, you know what? I don't want to be like this anymore. You know, it has to come from the individual themselves. They actually have to make a choice first and foremost, do they want to change? Right. If they do, great. If they don't, learn to love yourself as you are because you are enough. And I know that self-belief aspect of that doesn't always happen right away and, and there's ways to work through that. But on the specific question that you've asked, I always ask people to answer one question first and foremost. Can you do this? You know, like, and, and that's really asking yourself that like, okay, well, let's just talk about your client that would like mm -hmm. to release some weight. You know, it's yeah. like, like really ask yourself or you ask her as her, her coach and say, well, do you think you can do this? Do you think you can lose the weight? And, and in her case, well, she's lost it before. So it's like, well, yeah, I know I can lose it. Yeah. And I love the word release. And I've heard that before because people yeah. say they lost weight, find it again. Mm-hmm. We, we, we don't <laughs> so like losing stuff. Is <laughs> it's a little bit nicer, you know, say goodbye, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> and the way I always put it too is, uh, you, you know, if you look at the energy of just macronutrients, fat is actually just energy. But when we're carrying it on our body, it, I call it uh, potential. You have yeah. so much energy and some people have a little bit more energy to release to the world than others. And that makes, right. makes them all the more fun, you know, it's, uh, yeah. um, but after you've got a yes on that first one, because it often has to do with education or seeking proof, being able to prove that, okay, if I do make this commitment, I can actually do this. And so once you have a yes to that, then you go to the second question. It's like, okay, well, if I do this, will it work? So if I start to make these little changes, right. micro changes, start with really, really small ones. If I start to do those little micro changes, will I actually start to see a result or, or see myself progress towards the changes I want to make? And Listen, we're, I would never be to the point where I'd be so egotistical and say, well, I'm, you know, I'm the only person in the world that has this challenge and, and you know, I've got to figure it out on my own. And I mean, we have a lot of people on this planet. We have a lot of wonderful people that have shared their experiences and their triumphs of overcoming big, big transformations or challenges in their life. And so, yeah, if you go through the process, like even for her, if she started walking, let's just say even 5,000 steps a day as a beginning goal, just walk 5,000 steps a day because right now the average North American gets about 1,500 steps a day. Our bodies are designed to be able to walk up to 30 miles a day. So we're underutilizing a lot of our potential in the way that our bodies are actually built based on just not even moving. And so maybe that was the first little step. And then by doing that, on top of how she's already living her life, will that start to create some positive adaptation? The answer is yeah. But she has to come to that answer. Right, right. And then there's one more, Jen. There's a third question after you, you get the yes and the yes, right? And the third one is, is it worth it? And 
I often challenge people to reframe it and ask themselves, am I worth it? Because this is the question that I think people are most challenged to answer. And the reason being is there's a lot of other potentially limiting beliefs or ideas uh, uh, that how they perceive themselves or they believe others perceive them. And it influences a lot of the choices that we make and how we lead our lifestyles. And, and so we're really getting to that third question. You've got, yes, I know I can do this. I also know if I do this, it will work. But am I worth it? You know, yeah, is it worth ask, it? Yeah, yeah. And as you ask yeah. that question, you know, I was thinking about just other decisions I've made in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and as soon yeah. as you said, you know, is it, is it worth it? I was like, yes, it's worth it. But when you yeah. changed it to, am I worth it? I actually mm. had some doubt. Well, it's amazing, isn't Instantly, it? Instantly, I was like, amazing? it's worth it, but am I worth it? And, and that's, that's the most important you piece. Know, still something I'm struggling with, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> right. And what's interesting, Jen, is like, if you yeah. sit, sit with that, I would ask you, like, why is there something holding you back there from fully yeah. acknowledging you are worth it? And yeah, some of it comes down to our value, but a lot of it has to do with just uh, fear of failure, I find is a common one, yeah. only because people yeah. have tried, especially when it comes to health changes, people have tried. Yeah. They've made great success. And then all of a sudden, they've regressed back to sometimes they put on more than they originally lost. Yes. And they, they, they feel like it's this constant two steps forward, yeah. two steps back. And so they're afraid to commit and say that, yeah, is it worth it? Well, maybe it's not because at the end of the day, I probably want to be able to maintain the change. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No. And for me, the the question for me was around money. It's always around money. Oh, interesting. Because of my childhood. Yeah. Because of that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was around money. So I, you know, as you were going through that, I was, you know, saying, how can I apply this to every part of my life? You know? Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's very interesting. So we won't, we won't use the time for the rest of the audience for me to be psychoanalyzed. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's a great example though. And thank you for yeah. acknowledging that because I think we all yeah. have that. And especially us as coaches and mentors to other individuals. Oh, yeah, we're not perfect. No, heck no. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I like to, I, I gave up per, uh, perfection a long time ago because it created way too much stress in my life. But yeah. I just adapted yeah. and, and, and adopted a way of living that constantly allows me to progress and evolve, you know. Um, but like anything, you, you have to have a vision for where you want to evolve to, <laughs> you know, because if oh, it's really, well, I mean, it's really easy to let yourself off the hook a lot. Yeah. 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 I love that. So what I want to do is I want to move into, so thank you so much for sharing that because it, it is very, very key. And, you know, and, it, and I love just the simplicity of those three questions. And I, I honestly think if I'm able to ask those questions over and over for myself, I think mm-hmm. that I can resolve them, you know, so I don't yeah. think it's go in there and, and get to the end and say, you know, well, I'm not worth it. So I guess I won't do it. I think it's for me, it would be re- repetitive self-talk, you know, positive self-talk getting to that point. So what areas in my life could I answer that question? Yeah, I am worth it. And Mm -hmm. it's sort of like, you know, in sales, I tell my my clients all the time is call your your best friends in the in the warm and fuzzy calls because you will Mm -hmm. develop a confidence level that allows you to pick up the phone and call the people that you might not know or haven't talked to for a really long time. And so if I can exude a lot of positive response in those three questions in other areas. And when I get to that area, there's a likelihood that I'd be able to answer that question more positively because I'm in a right frame of mind. Well said, yeah. Jen. Yeah, that's uh, so, that bang on. Yeah. So let's talk about your practice and what you talk about with the five Fs and mm. how you model that for your clients. Because So let me just kind of spit out the, the five Fs are fitness, obviously, because that's something you lead with family, <laughs> faith, finances, right? And yeah. fun. 
and having fun with all of it. So share with us about how you move people through those five F's in your coaching program so that if anyone who's listening is saying, you know, I've got to get healthier, that they have an idea of what, so that you don't have to have 10,000 one-to-ones. <laughs> we can kind of knock out some of that now. Yeah, and yeah. people can say, yes, this is what I want to do. I want to get in touch with die and I want to move forward. So share with us mm-hmm. about how you intermingle all of this into your coaching. Well, I find that a lot of us, we, we understand through metaphor or analogy, you know, it's just an easier way to, to often understand sometimes what can be considered complicated or complex ideas. And I think life is one of the most complicated yet can also be seen as very simple. But a lot of it has to do with our upbringing, our choices, how, you know, just our beliefs. And so when I really wanted to get to the nut of it with my own life and get clarity on what is most important. What are some of my values? And, and really right to the core, you know, these, these things that I believe to be absolutely true that I prioritize and that I know when I don't prioritize time for those values, things aren't that good. You know, it's just, I find that I'm out of alignment. And when I'm out of alignment, things aren't going smoothly. I often feel like I got a lot of other self-talk uh, that's on the negative side of things that tends to pile on. So when I was looking at what was most important, I I created basically like a picture so other people can easily understand this concept. So I always say envision a home and each in homes, I just think about it like a box. There's four walls, right? And then there's an overarching roof and a foundation that everything's built on. And for me, I like alliteration. It's the the, the writer in me, you know, and and the orator just helps people remember things. I, I use F's. So there's fitness, faith, family. Right and finances, mm-hmm. overarching roof of fun right. on a foundation of health. So that's continue that sort of metaphor for life as as this home. You start to realize, well, foundation is critical. You know, without a, a rock solid foundation, the walls will never be as sturdy. The roof will potentially also deal with some issues, and and really the the entire structure integrity of that life will not be as great as it possibly could. But life throws us curveballs all the time. And that comes in the form of storms, like a house will be challenged by. <laughs> Correct. You know, Correct. And, yeah. and so usually the more rocks all the foundation, in my case, I always say like health is that, that foundational element. And, and I'm not just talking physical health, I'm talking mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, financial health. Having health in, in the holistic side of life is very critical. But these walls often feed into that foundation as well. And, and so fitness is a direct correlation to improving health. Like, If you're not moving your body with purpose, at least several times a week, you're not getting that added benefit of challenging the body to the point that it has to get a little bit uncomfortable and create a positive adaptation. And it strengthens the foundation all the time, every time it happens. Yeah. So if you want to improve your health, the easiest way to make an impact on your health, besides just changing how you eat, is actually how you move your body. It's the piece I find to be most impactful because the one piece that requires the most motivation to commit to, takes energy, takes effort. And for a lot of time. Yes. And it's that time piece, right? That a lot of people struggle with. And and so it's like, well, prioritize that first, make that a non-negotiable, block it into your calendar. I'm not talking time management. I'm talking commitment management, right? Like commit those pieces first and then let the rest of life sort of fill in around it. Because if you don't prioritize time to improve your health and your fitness, nobody else will do that for you. Right, right. Yeah. Nobody can do your push-ups. I've always no. said <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can do Absolutely. your push-ups. You have yeah. to do those. Yeah. yeah. One at a time. 
Yeah. Exactly. And, and now when I talk about faith, I'm not talking about denominational faith, you know, like I'm, I'm referring to it for some people that is. Mine's more non-secular, you know, it's really about, I think actually Wayne Dyer puts it best. He calls it this shift that we experience as people, especially as we age and as we have more experience in life, we feel this, this calling, this draw to now make greater impact. And well, that's the, why this podcast is called Success to Significance, right? I love that. Impact, yeah. Absolutely. And, and so this, this draw to want to make the place that we call home or this planet, our societies, our communities, make them better than they were when we first got here. And, and so when I refer to faith, that's really what I'm talking about is that that element that's within us that is drawn to, to create that impact or, or leave a significant mark on this planet for the better. And then from there, we got family, which I think is self-explanatory for the most part, but that includes relationships with yourself as well as relationship with others and those dynamics. And finances is critical. I mean, we live in a global economy. We need to be financially responsible if we want to be able to have certain experiences. It's just the nature of the world we live in. And, and I find that a lot of people have a lot of heavy debt load. You know, they're, they're, they're mortgaging their present. Or how do they say it? You're, you're mortgaging your future to pay for your present, you know, and, and, and yeah. this idea yeah. of like, well, I'll pay for it now with this and, and then I'll worry about it later. There's a reason why they call it Bloom Monday that we just experienced all the credit card statements from Christmas came due and it's like gray <laughs> days and it's winter and we have all this, we right. have a day, we say it's the most depressing Monday in the year. And yeah. I'm like, really? Really? You know, like why? Who made that up? You know, probably a credit card company. I don't know. But uh, either aside way. From, it, aside from Divorce Monday, which is the first Monday of the year. Right. And that's as well. not yeah. so nice either. And then the overarching roof of fun, because quite frankly, Jen, if you're not smiling every day, you're probably doing something wrong, you know? <laughs> so learning to have fun with it. So that is my sort of idea of how to picture life. I use the Fs to make it easy to remember. It's how I prioritize a lot of my, my commitments, but also my decisions or choices on what I want to be doing or how I want to be showing up. They're basically guiding principles or guiding values. And I always say to everybody else, well, envision your own house. What would the walls be? What are some of those core values? What is the roof? What is the what foundation? What does your foundation I mean, look like? Yeah. 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 And, and so you don't have to take my idea of my life, but I like to give people a bit of a construct or an example of how they can start to see their life and then make yeah. decisions based on that. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love that. So I want to ask you a little bit about the fitness piece of this. You know, when you're sure. coaching people, I mean, you're coaching people, you know, you, you're in Canada, right? Yeah. Um, and, and people that are listening are all over the world. So how, how are you helping people from a, a fitness perspective, you know, when you're doing this virtually? How are you helping them with that? And then I, w and then I want to lead to my sort of almost last question about <laughs> some of the things that are out in the marketplace right now. Mm -hmm. um, that are very confusing. Sure. Uh, and that's, that's absolutely fine. And uh, it, it, well, yeah, I'm based, I'm back in Vancouver now, but the last two and a half years, I was actually living in Bali, Indonesia. And uh, my family and I have been full-time family traveling for almost five years. And now wow. the, the kids are finishing up their last couple of years of high school. So we are back in Vancouver for them to finish their schooling. But we made a choice a number of years ago that we wanted to prioritize family. And uh, the best way to do that was making a big career shift for myself, uh, leaving a company that I was a co-founder of and, and ultimately just choosing to live life a little bit differently so I could prioritize those core values. And uh, so leading into that, well, obviously fitness, nutrition, mindset, really lifestyle, uh, coaching and mentorship was something that I've always been doing for over 20 years. 
but we live in a beautiful day and age where we can leverage online means to, yeah. to help people and make a greater yeah. impact, right? Yeah. And so I, it goes through a number of different ways. I have a free program that's based on my book, The Whole Life Fitness Manifesto. I give that away for free. And it I know, and people, you're giving that to our listeners. Yes, yeah, it's basically this. Yay! Yeah, I, love <laughs> and, it. I know, and it's a 28-day yeah. manifesto, right? Correct. It, it, and that's it, it, when habits change. Well, it's at least a start. And, and I tell everybody, well, is that all I got to do? I'm like, no, it's the least you ought to do yeah, for you. Because good. I know you're worth it, but do you know you're worth it yet? So it really takes people through a process. Because um, I, I believe that we need passion, we need purpose, but without a process to align it all, it never will go as smooth as we want it to, or it might actually slow our ability to achieve what we want to achieve. And, yeah. and so I, this is really just a process to align some of those other pieces and help people and the community to hold people accountable. And and then on top of that, there's like the one-on-one and the small group support. Like yourself, I do a lot of keynotes every year. I, I connect with a lot of organizations. There's so many different ways to carry this conversation forward and help yeah. people start to engage in the conversation with themselves and their families. That gets me excited because all it takes is one person in a family or a community to adopt a new way of life and then right. just start to live that right. and then thrive with it. And then just by being around others, they now start to make that positive influence. So that's sort of how I show up and how I help people. There's lots of different ways to do that, different tools I leverage. But for the most part, it, it's a lot of just encouragement, <laughs> education. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and, what people need, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's I agree. That's what mentors are for and what coaches are for. Okay, yeah. so um, recently, my husband and I just became plant-based. Okay. Did you watch a movie um, that inspired the, you? know, the, the show, The Game Changers, right? Mm, yeah. We just recently became plant-based. And I have to tell you that we're not 100% because mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we run out of ideas. Mm. for food sure right? sure yeah. um, and this is part of us changing you know like the inside and not feeling yeah. so sluggish and not feeling you know like we've taken care of ourselves you know completely the best way and my husband by the way has type 2 diabetes as well yeah. as has had three heart attacks so wow. for me this was me pushing him to support him to get better and in the process i would get better as well but one of the questions i have is when it relates to the nutrition part of you know, for example, your coaching programs, there's, there's a keto diet, there's a, you know, there's, you know, obviously the plant-based, there's vegan, which is different than plant-based, you know, it's even mm. more stringent. And so do you find in your experience that each of these avenues that people, you know, go down and maybe even isogenics, there's that too, and you know, all that, but these mm. things, that, these lines that people go down, are you finding that there's not one that is perfect for everybody that you specifically endorse, or is it more that you find out more about the individual and their lifestyle to be able to fulfill a better nutrition? It is very confusing. Like even myself, someone that's been in the industry for over 20 years, yeah. I don't find it's getting any less confusing. In fact, it's getting more confusing. Yeah. just based on the accessibility with, with media nowadays yeah. and, and that influence. And there's a lot of myths that are constantly perpetuated uh, and often just regurgitated in different formats, uh, mm -hmm. whether it be a meme or you know, someone making a GIF or some picture or an infographic. And now we, we own my presume, well, that must be accurate. You know? yeah. And what we forget to, to really look at is there's foundational chemistry and biology that's at work in our bodies. And it's been a millennia that that's been happening you know it's not like something that's brand new in the last 10 years is this right. is we're, we're learning more and more like nutritionary science is is, is really barely 100 years old so our understanding even of, of calories 
and proteins, carbohydrates, fats, you know, alcohol calories, like these ideas of macro or micronutrients. Yeah. We're still discovering more and more about that stuff. So is there any one solution that fits all? I, I don't believe so. But if I was to say one way of doing it, it, it's really trying to get back to whole foods. Yeah. Eating lots of natural foods that are like plants, yeah. <laughs> fruits, yeah. vegetables, yeah. seeds, <laughs> like some things that are grown and not put into packages. Ideally, that is something that's great to look at. But then we start to question or we see media and it starts telling us about the environmental influences, right? And, and right. specifically when it comes to chemistry and some of the, the chemicals that they use in the foods nowadays and how it affects crops. And so there's a lot of different schools of thought on this. Mm -hmm. But I find if we try to just eat healthy, eat less processed foods, look at the ingredient list and things that are processed or packaged, and really try to find things that are using whole foods in the packaging mm -hmm. so you can actually read what's up there. Now, again, for short term though, and, and this is just, I wanted to, to touch on what you brought up there, but these different ways of eating and nourishing ourselves, I believe they're very effective on the short term. You know, if we're saying like, say you want to commit to a very specific way uh, of eating to create a certain type of result in a short period of time, the keto diet is one of my favorites. And, and I mean, it has its origins about a hundred years ago, it was used to treat children with epilepsy. You know, because it was uh, very, they found that sugars and diets high in, in sugars would affect these children and, and create higher frequency of seizures. Uh, seizures. So they, they found that by reducing the carbohydrate intake and almost eliminating it, that they were able to reduce the, the epileptic seizures and, and episodes. And these kids would, would be able to thrive more naturally without the pharmaceutical influence. And right. then later on, pharmaceuticals just became more and more popular. And, and you know, well, oh, I could take a pill instead of eating that way. Well, great, I'll take a pill. And, and so ketogenic diet sort of fell out of uh, fashion, and, but it resurged about 10 years ago. And I like it because it creates a hormonal shift in the body. It yeah. teaches people how to burn fat for fuel versus sugars for fuel. In particular, like you mentioned, your husband being type 2 diabetic. Oh, yeah. Well. He's got to monitor his blood sugar levels all the time, yeah. you know, and, and so an easy way to do that, well, if you remove the sugars or you go to only natural sources of sugars, you find that the body's able to process and handle it differently than it say it does table sugars or some yeah. of the sweeteners that are used. Yeah. So just, it, it comes it's down getting to him off of, uh, Getting him off of donuts. Oh uh, yeah. Well that that would be a great so first step. <laughs> uh, and and it, a grape doesn't yeah. taste as good as a donut. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you're, you're right. And I find it with a lot of people, like I, I do, I have a program called the Dad Bod Project and, and I work with men, typically 35 and older that are fathers. And, and I find for a lot of them, they, they are used to eating a lot of processed foods or fast foods. And that does have a numbing effect on our taste buds. So yeah. initially, as soon as you limit that intake and you start to eat regular food again, your taste buds aren't fully appreciating what you're doing. Right. And it right. takes about almost two weeks to really get yeah. back to that. But then all of a sudden you could eat a strawberry and be like, whoa, that is super sweet and flavorful where, you know, when you first do it, it's like, eh, I'd rather go for that really high glycemic index table sugar because I get that instant response, you know? Yeah. I equate to like the nicotine effect, right? Like right. people that have become very accustomed to having nicotine or caffeine, same sort of deal. It's yeah. like, well, I, I need that hit, right? Because it creates yeah. a certain response. But the more we stimulate the body with those responses, it numbs us. You know, yeah. we see it. I was like that with alcohol. Like it was like before I could have one glass of wine, then I eventually got to two. 
have a bottle. Oh, I'm having a bottle at the end of the day, you know, (laughs) again, chasing that effect. And uh, or or chasing away from something too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I love that. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Can you say the name of it again that you're doing for men? Uh, It's the dad bod project. The dad Dad bod. bod. Dad bod, like body, dad bod, bod project. Bod. I want to make sure I got that dad body. Yeah, but dad yeah. bod project. I love that. Yeah. So men that yeah, are thanks. listening, you know, so those of you that are listening, you know, that, that's a great thing too, because then you can, you know, you're working with another man to help you through that. Yeah. And I, you know, I just wanted to know your perspective. So th- thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. And I think, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we're plant-based now and we're going to see how it goes. And there's a day yeah. a week we allow ourselves to breathe. a little bit. And, you know, we don't eat a lot of meat anyway, but, but Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity for us to just kind of breathe a little bit and just feel like we're not so stringent, you know, because um, it's just taking some time. But I do think, you know, over a period of time, it might be that we have to shift and go to some other type of way to, you know, sustain our bodies as our bodies change, you know, as we get older. And, and that's really what I wanted to hear. I don't think Mm -hmm. there's one way forever for anybody. That's right. And it really comes down to your relationship with, with food and, and how it works with you. I mean, some of us have sensitivities to some types of foods, but one yeah. in three people actually have a lactose intolerant. Yeah, I know. I know and, it's crazy. You know, yeah. And, and so if you start paying attention and ask yourself, even 30, 60, 90 minutes after you've eaten something, how do I feel right now? Just check in with yourself. Just become, you know, just practicing that act of mindfulness, especially as it relates to nutrition. Just ask yourself, do a quick body scan. Like, how am I feeling? Do I feel like I've got clarity? Do I feel like I need a nap? <laughs> you know? Do I right. feel lethargic and tired? Then there was a, the mix wasn't right. You know, it wasn't right, right. for you. And, and we don't and, ever slow yeah. down to speed up, right? No, I, no, I we don't. I say that all the time. We're always speeding yeah. up to slow down. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of the part of the problem is that we're not, a, you know, uniquely aware of ourselves and our bodies. And that's what I love about your whole program, you know, about about just having that awareness and making sure that you're moving your body forward and that you're living the life that you really <laughs> were set out to do. And a lot of times when people talk about lifestyle, because I know I, you know, I call myself a lifestyle business coach, right? Yes. It's, it, you know, the same thing. And I think a lot of people think it's about having the Ferrari and, you know, the big house and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about living our life and, and leading our life rather than letting our life lead us. And and I've just absolutely enjoyed having you here today. So I want to ask you um, just a final question, a, a quick, sure. a quick uh, what would you like to leave us with? I know that you're giving us a wonderful gift and we'll have that link in the show notes. But do you have a quote or a book? And I know you have your book. Can you show it real quick again for those that are, that are looking here? And we will have a link for you to get the book, but just so that we know that it's a whole life fitness manifesto. And um, I want to make sure that, you know, people can pick up your book. Um, is it in audio form as well for people? I'm about to release it. Okay, like I'm releasing great. it myself. It will be actually the first episodes of my podcast. We oh, just great. be narrating the book. And oh. uh, so that's, it will be coming out. Like I said, I, I give this that's all perfect. away for free. If you want to buy a hard copy, well, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, yeah. go there. But uh, exactly. as far as the digital versions, yeah, I, I provide that. Well, good. Uh, By the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be out yeah. in digital. So that's good because yes. we, we're going to be a couple months out before we're, we're released. Cool. That's Perfect. wonderful. But do you have a quote that you live by or, you know, something or a book that you really would like to share with the group to say, you know, if you mm. pick up this book, I promise it's going to change your life. Or if you live by this quote, this, this really had a significant impact in me and I hope it has it in, in you as well. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple books, but you know, there's one that I read every year and it's a non, it's a fictional book. It's called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Okay. And 
I just love the story. It's all about really that, that idea of trust in our intuition. And, you know, we feel this desire to, to, that we always have to go somewhere else, that we're always having to go somewhere to achieve something. And it's got this really neat sort of theme in this story about, yeah, you leave to go and try to achieve whatever you believe to be success. And very often we, we forget that we may, to be quite honest, we all have it already. You know? yeah. and, and, and so there's that. And then there's a book for men specifically. Uh, it's written by a gentleman by the name of David Dida, and it's called The Way of the Superior Man. Oh, awesome. Wonderful book for any men. Uh, I do a lot of men's groups. I, I facilitate men's groups and men's coaching. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always challenging men to, to have dialogue around what's it mean to be a great man. And yeah. so th those types of conversations I love to facilitate. And, and that's one book that I feel really challenges that idea. Like, what does it mean to be a great man? Yeah. And, um, and oh, I love that. Yeah. And I know yeah. that, you know, gosh, if you're a man listening, uh, you know, these types of books can really change your life. My husband belongs to a Bible study called The Man in You. Oh, wonderful. And it's, you know, very much along the lines of that, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're finding out who you really are and who the man you're supposed to be. And you can be soft and you can be vulnerable, right? right. And it makes you a yeah. stronger man. Okay, so I didn't mean to interrupt you because I think you have a quote okay. too. I really enjoy, uh, there's a quote by Mark Twain, and he, he talks about, uh, well, he says, there's, there's the two most significant days in our life is one, the day we're born, and two, the day we figure out why. Hmm. I love that quote. It's one that I always think about because I think, as Simon Sinek says, you know, that, that discovery of our why is just that. It's, it's an act of discovery, not invention. It's not like we're making it up. We have to feel it. We have to experience it. It's, what yeah. we, it's constantly evolving just based on us living into our best life or our best versions of ourselves. And it sounds almost like woo-woo, but it, it's not woo-woo. It's just being very mindful and aware of your choices and the effects that your actions have on not only yourself, but your surroundings and those that you know. And as you become aware of that, you literally do start to connect in so many different ways. That holistic mind, body, spirit aspect of really being unified, it starts to happen. And now, not forcing it, just naturally by making great choices and following up with even amazing actions. So yeah. uh, that, well, that's again, sort of what I like. Life, yeah. Leading your life and not letting your life lead you. And I think we just go mm. through those motions because, you know, the man who's laying on his deathbed is never worried about how much money he has in the bank. He's always worried mm. about what he didn't do and who he didn't tell, you know, that he loved. And, you know, so do it all now, you know. I love well, that you brought that up. There's one book. Oh, I'm going to just yeah. because you just inspired me to, yes. to, to, to talk about the book. But there's a book by a, a woman by the name of Bronnie Ware. And it's called The Five Regrets of the Dying. I think every single person has to read that book. Every single person, you know, because she, she interviewed and got to know these people that were very much on their deathbeds. And this is the conversation that would come up is, is there anything in your life that you regret not doing or wish that yeah. you had done? And there was five common themes that kept coming up over and over and over again. And so she wrote this book. She's actually done a wonderful TED Talk on it as well. So if you oh. want to just sort of get right to the TED yeah, Talk. But, yeah. but the one that always sits with me is like... I regret not living the life I wanted to live versus living the life I thought everybody expected me to live. Yep. You know? There you go. And, yeah. That's it. And, and, and I will tell you the other four, you got to go read the book. That's right. And that's like mic drop right there, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mic drop. Yeah. I will die. It, you have made a significant impact on me today. And I hope that those that are listening to this podcast, you know, that you've made an impact on their lives as well. And I just want to thank you for everything that you're doing to make a change in the world for the better and, and keeping it fun and keeping it real and 
you know, allowing people to have the lives that they, they really, really deserve if they'll just be willing to take a few minutes to look at what they're doing with their life now to make a change and an impact. So thank you so much for gracing us with your presence today. Thank you, Janet. Thank you for being just such a wonderful role model to so many people and uh, really inspiring significance in so many ways. So uh, thank you. It was an honor to be here and I, I look forward to our next conversation. Awesome. And we had fun. We yes, had fun. we did. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> All right, everybody. I well, listen, it. we will catch you next time on Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. And I hope that you take something from this that will change and make a significant impact in your life. And please be sure to take Die up on his offer to make that 28-day manifesto to see what you can do to make a difference in your life or someone that you know that is looking for this. Maybe you could be that wonderful person who brings it to them and makes all the difference in their life. So again, thank you so much for sharing time with us today and listening in, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.